uh, we're going to look today at the sin of partiality. And so in this passage, James kind of addresses that. And really, partiality is all about having a bias towards some people, uh, that you favour them and, and have favourites in your life. And, and that's not what James wants. You know, it's all about who do we respect and who do we disrespect. And, and he kind of gives us a picture of someone coming into the room with a, a gold ring and fine clothes on and then someone coming in with scruffy old clothes on and you say to the person with the gold ring, oh, you, you come and sit over here and, and right by me and the scruffy ones over, sit over there in the corner. And, and you know, uh, Duncan, have you got a gold ring on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so have so I, actually. Have you ever been dug out by your own preach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't mean you look over there as scruffy, yeah. all right? Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, Pete, Pete, I'm sure that shirt was ironed at one point yeah. in your life, but, you know, but, so, but that's what it's all about. It's about not showing that partiality. And, and 1 Peter 2.17 says this, that show proper respect it's respecting people for who they are. Show proper respect for everyone, whether they're rich, whether they're poor, whether they're old, whether they're young, mid-class, high-class, working-class, black, white, male, female, that we respect everybody. We respect people with the respect that we expect ourselves. And it isn't easy, I can tell you now. But how do we do that? Well, James is very punchy with the way he writes. And you have to really look into the little bits and then he kind of opens it out. So verse 1, it says that we are to hold faith with our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. So he is our Lord, he is our God, but he is the Lord of glory. And now he lives in us with a temple of his Holy Spirit. That's the whole transformation of the New Testament. Jesus coming, dying, rising again, so he could live in us by his Holy Spirit. And his glory, that is who he is, is his manifestation of his goodness, of his love, his power and his splendour radiated out when he was here and now through us, now he lives in us. And so James is saying, is hear it and then do it. Go and do it. So if you want the power, if you want the fun, if you're sitting out there thinking I've got a boring Christian life, it's because you're not living the Christian life. No way can Christian life be boring. You know, so what James is saying is when you step out and do it, so it's no good knowing it, Sorry, guys, it's no good just even praying for it. We've got to step into it. That's where the power is. That's where the fun is. That's where the zeal is. When it comes, when we pray for healing, I believe in healing. Please, don't get out there and you put your hands on someone and you see God come, he's glorified through you. When we give wisdom to someone who's got a real messed up life and you start to see their life transform, God's glory shines out. When we forgive people, when we, when others wouldn't forgive, see people see it and they see the glory of God. When we suffer well, whether it's for an illness or a tragedy, something happening, but we've still got Christ inside and we let the world see that, the glory of God is shining out through us. And when we respect all people, especially those that are not like us, 
then the glory of God shines out. Then our life starts to take off. We're walking that life of faith and it cannot be boring. It's exciting, guys. You know, chapter one, James said this, that Jesus has brought us forth by the word of truth that, by, that we become the first fruits of his creation. The first fruits, he brought us out. The word of God went in and now he's drawing out of us the glory is coming out of us. We are a new humanity. Christians, totally different from anyone else in the world. Christians are like that first fruits. So we pray for that. We start to live it and let his glory shine out. No good knowing, no good just praying. It's time to step out, church. You up for that? Yeah. We'll see you in a minute, eh? Okay, so we've got, we've got a new identity so in our lives, you know, so we're not defined anymore by our past. You're not, whether you were rich or poor, whether your family had a great position. You know, I respect the royal family. They're, they're high, high class. But look what they're doing, you know, them boys. They're, they're having a go. They're, they're, they're getting involved with charity. Bless them, you know. But, but your background does, is not defined by the country you living or, or whether you you know you had a good past or a bad past but your new identity is that you are in Christ you're a son of God a daughter of God children of God and now he's our father and so one day we are all gonna sit at the same table did you know that we're all gonna sit at the same table with every single culture and background around the throne at the same time with all the goodness from whatever your culture was that you came out of, whatever your family background, all the goodness drawn out of it and all the badness gone, all together. And so this is where we're going. We keep that in mind and it helps us. James says this, that if you say to somebody, sit here, you're a good guy, oh yeah, I want to be near you, stay over there, don't want to be in. You've had... You've judged people and it's evil thoughts. Whoever wants to know that they have evil thoughts, it's not wise to do that. You know, we're to respect and honour everybody. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says this, that I have become all things to all people so that by all means that I may save some. Can we say all? All. Right, let's have a go again, all right? right. Don't wake you up. You've frozen over. Yeah? Right. So can you say all? Oh. Look at that. You guys are good here. Okay, so it's all things, all things, that is all things, to all people so that by all means, that means we can do anything for the Lord. We can have fun and adventure out there, but get the end bit so that we may save some. And so Jesus died for everybody. Everybody paid the same price, uh, price on the cross for everybody. There are no worthless people in this room. There are no worthless people in the world. God loves everybody. And so your past doesn't you know, define you anymore. We have new identities now. So if you were working class, come out of that. If you were middle class, come out of that. If you were something else, come out of that. And first and foremost, I mean Christ. Yeah. 
Come on. You bring some of that with you, but I'm in Christ now, and now you can come alongside anybody and enjoy their life. Enjoy where they are, because Christ is in you. It doesn't matter how different they are. So I'm going to ask you now, how are you doing with that? How are you, do- are you having them adventures with others? We're going to have a look now but a different ways, a couple of different ways. I wanted more, but time, there you go. But, uh, so we're going to look at different ways of life that we could enter. And, and how are you doing? Are you impressed by the rich? Uh, are you impressed by those with what loads of money? Maybe you think that if I come alongside them with power, I'll get a bit of that, or I'll uh, come alongside someone with loads of money. Maybe they'll give me some. Experience have taught me that's not likely. That's why they've got a lot of money, because they keep it. But actually, I will say, there are some that really do give and bless them. Yeah, the well church will take your money. No, 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 give it here, give it here. And uh, so, but how are you doing with that? You know, because actually, when you butter them up and treat them better, it doesn't help them. It doesn't. They just get further and worse in what they're doing. And James says this, look, be careful. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and drag you into court? What he's saying there is they know the system, the rich ones, the educated ones, and they know how to keep you down. Why would you butter them up? Now, I'm not saying that that having lots of money is bad. It isn't, because I'd be criticising my own self here. God has been good to me. Do you know what? A little thing now, for 30 years, all I've ever done is alpha courses, do God's work, and I can't believe what he's built up behind me. So if you want money, sink your life into God. Amen, church? Amen. Come on, there you go. Come on. So I'm not saying that having money is bad. Abraham had loads. David had loads. Job had loads. No, but rich... What, what James is saying, it's for those that trust in their riches for pleasure and position and status and worldly reconcili- uh, recon- recognition and class, the class superiority that comes with it. And I know many like that and I've known many like that and I know you probably do as well. I want to talk about one guy I met once, a new once, he came to a church for a little while and... Uh, Joe, his name, and, and he, he earned a million pound a year. A million pound a year, can you imagine that? And, and it, but it was all about money and power and possessions. You know, a couple of houses in London, a beautiful thing in the sticks, and, and a, a, another one abroad, and, and it was never enough. Do you know, uh, so what I had to do was enter his world. I don't live in that world at all. Didn't come from that world at all. But I did, so I had to come out of my comfort zone. And, and he worked in the city, so there was a time I had to put a suit on, a tie, and, and went to a prayer meeting just before, and the Christians were going, ha, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to see someone in the city. And, and they ridiculed me for that. But I thought, no, no, this guy, I've got real love for him. And you know, when I went into his life, actually he was the sweetest guy, you know, and, and he told me that he'd, he'd been brought up as an orphan, poor, he had no money, 
and and it just just the most wonderful you know I had some real meals I'd never even think of you know me and Deb it was him and his wife you know you know 50 pound bottles of wine and all that and it's like wow but I got to know the guy but you know he lived in fear and in conversation what he said to me is look I've worked out that uh, with the lifestyle, with the cars, the housing, I could live another 50 years without running out of money. That's without investing some of it. And yet he still lived in fear. He was still in poverty. And so we started to share about Jesus, that Jesus is our provider that Jesus loves him and whatever life went on in his earlier life, that God was there with him, Jesus was there with him and you could see the love of God starting to go in and eventually he received Christ as his Lord and, and it warmed his heart, it transformed his life and praise the Lord for that. The only thing was his work called him away to another country before we could get him to tithe, look at that. <laughs> Why? I'm serious about that. It's like, God. <laughs> but do we respect everybody? Do we? You know, uh, you know, and remember this. When we enter in, so not just believe, not just pray, do something. Enter in, go there, wherever it is. When we do that, acceptance doesn't mean approval. You know, so accepting doesn't mean you have to approve. If you have to approve of everything they do and are, you'll never get anywhere. I think that's where a lot of Christians, I oh, can't go there, you know, what, what will people say and all that. No, acceptance doesn't mean approval. God accepts me, I know that. But he doesn't approve of everything about me. I'm a lot better than I was, but there's still stuff. And it's the same with everything. It doesn't mean approval. And so how about poor people? How are you doing with that? Are we entering into their lives? Because there is a big problem today, and, and it's in today's culture and in the church as well and it's rife okay it's rife and it's called the class system and and the government would scrub it over no one wants to talk about it it's a bit like the black white issue isn't it black lives matter no one wants to go there or is it matt chandler said he said we're going to talk about it this week and what i'm doing i'm going into enemy territory i'm going to punch satan right on the nose and we're going to get out as quick as i can yeah <laughs> that's like and it's the same sort of thing with class people don't want to talk about it but james said no i'm going to talk about it i don't want partiality going on now, I come from Essex, okay, a bit of overspill from the East End, and that's where the Cockney kind of accent comes from or something like that. I'm not a Cockney at all. But, but you know what? Here's the thing. I can't tell you how many times, even in the Christian world, where I start to talk to somebody, and they do the talking, and then it's my turn, and they hear my voice, they hear the background, and all of a sudden the shutters come down. It's like don't really want to talk to you anymore. They dismiss you as if you are a bit of rubbish. It's again and again it happens, guys. You know, I don't know if that ever happened to you, but my heart is with you. And it can happen the other way round. You know, the working class can do that to the mid-class. I've been there amongst that, and it's horrible, okay? But we need to know, at times like that, it bruises the person. It breaks the spirit of a person. God is continually building people up. 
We can't work against that. You know, it crushes their soul. James said this in verse 5, Has not God chosen poor people to be rich in faith, to be heirs of the kingdom? Look at that. You know, heaven is going to be full of poor people that were poor anyway. We might as well get used to it. They're the ones who's going to get blessed. You know, one writer, I thought it was so helpful, said this, that don't stereotype people. I had to look that one up to find out what that meant, by the way, just because of my background, all right? But don't stereotype people. Don't think of them as class. Don't think of them as that. Think of them as character. They've just got different characters that God puts there for me to enjoy, for me to have adventures with, to get to know them, to get to love them, and to actually enrich my life, not just for now, but for all eternity. That's what they're there for. So working class people do not need to become mid-class people. That's a big one, church leader. They want them to be like me, then I can accept you. Yeah? It's not like that. They have their own beauty. And that should be celebrated for who they are. And I know I'm going working class, middle class. There's a whole array of other things, but we can't do it all today. But we need to celebrate them. Enjoy them. Enjoy the, cult, the culture. Enjoy who they are. Enjoy their characters. If we can enjoy all people like this, James says that we should all, all have encounters with people that we can really have adventures with. If we can work with everybody like that, accept everybody like that, honour people like that, everybody would have a unified church because what I see again and again in church is gradually the middle class go one side and the working class come the other side and it's a bigger divide and I'm going to say it than the black-white issue in London. It is where we are anyway. We've got high-class people living on the same road as working-class people. It's a massive divide. It needs to be addressed. You know why? because the majority, I think they've got it, of, of working class people, at least 40% in this country are working class. How many of them are in church? Dismal amounts. They need Jesus, guys. And they're fun. <laughs> they are fun. And so we, we should, here's the truth, okay. Adventures, let's get on that. The power, the zeal, all that we cry out for is in this. You know, we should all have stories, amazing stories to tell when we accept everybody like that. Even Jesus did. You know, John the Baptist came up to, uh, to John the Baptist asked, is, is he the one? Can you go and ask Jesus, are you the Messiah? You know, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, go back to John and tell him the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers. These are all different classes from anywhere people. Like poor people have good news preached to them. So what Jesus was saying, look what's happening around me. Look, the glory shining out. That's what he's saying. And, and, and so how about you? What is happening around your life today? How about you? A little story. I did an Alpha course uh, a few years ago, and uh, you know, for my mate Martin, he was an alcoholic. Everyone in town knew him as the alcoholic. But I do the Alpha course there, and uh, I, very quickly there was a dozen people there, 
And you know, these people were arm cutters, very damaged people, very broken people with messed up, messed up lives. And, and one of them was Simone, she was pregnant at 13. And, 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 and do you know what people said? The, the house was such a mess. Oh, you can't go there. You can't. What are you doing going there? We certainly couldn't eat there, I knew that. But it was all health and safety, health and safety. And it's like, yeah, I believe in health and safety, all right. But who knows Christianity is messy? You know that? Yeah. Church is messy. Yeah, read the New Testament. It's a mess. But what we're supposed to do is love them and let the Holy Spirit transform them. That's the key. You know, so I entered their world. I went there week after week, got to love them. And uh, I just asked the question, why is Simone so messed up, pregnant at 13? And I got to know her mum outside of that group. And I went to visit her. And you know what happened? that she was brought up by Satanists. So her mum and dad were Satanists. And she said that one time they took her out for uh, a day out uh, to visit a pond. And when they got to the pond, they put her in a plastic bag and they tied the top, uh, the top of the bag up and they threw her in the pond. She managed to fight her way out of the bag, swam to the edge, and when she got to the edge, her mum and dad were there stubbing fags out on her skin, uh, laughing. Now, can you imagine how messed up, what else went on in her life, how messed up she was? Well, it's no wonder that Simone was messed up as well and ended up like she was. But because we went in there, because we took the love of God in there, Simone ended up becoming uh, to Christ. She got married. She's got three kids now. Her mum eventually, she was on two bottles of Bacardi every day. She came to Christ. She came out of that and she got married as well. And you know what? All they need is the love of God. Yeah. Never do it if you're not taking the love of God. You're wasting your time and you're fighting against God. Yeah, the, the, A lot of these situations are there to bring proud people to, the, to their feet so they're ready to go, okay, God, if you're there, help me. So take the Lord in. They want the love of God. They want the presence of God. Someone that loves them and cares for them and accept them. They want exactly the same as you do and I do. And remember this, that every renewal movement in the history of the church has started with the poor. So are you an all-people person? Are you inclusive? That's the posh word for it, right? I learned that, okay? <laughs> or are you a some-people person? Exclusive. You love you, not you. And I, I get dug out. I'm not perfect in this, okay? I'm not. I'm not. But class is a massive issue and it causes a great divide. Especially in the church. Got to watch it, guys. Got to watch it. And, and it's easy to think that partiality is not a bad sin. Talking to Dola this morning about what is the end bit of, you know, it's not a bad sin. But James was saying, look, if you break one law, you break the law. So don't live under the law, live under grace and be gracious to everybody. Be merciful to everybody. That's what he's calling us to be. Otherwise, you'll suffer judgment and have no mercy. I wonder how many Christians are really down, really down, because they're in a place like that, being judged with no mercy for a while until they learn their lesson. I've been there as well. So I'm going to finish. It's time. Verse 8 says this, 
that James calls us to fulfill the royal law. And he's quoting Jesus. Who knows it's good to quote Jesus? <laughs> it's good, it's good. So he said this, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. So we help them, we feed them like you do here so well. Yeah, we clothe them, we make sure they've got somewhere warm to live. They're accepted. And who is your neighbour? Your neighbour isn't the person who lives next door, it's everybody everybody that you meet and so we're to love them with the love that Jesus loved us with and did you know he loved you first before you chose him he came to you he came to you first he died on the cross for you first before you changed your life at all he came to you he pursued you so we pursue others it's your life's mission it's your your job's description to love people with the love that Jesus loved you. It's selfless, it's constant, it's pure, it's merciful, it's gracious. Church, don't be ones that put the shutters down. If your shutters go down, and they will at times, just question yourself and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I feel so uncomfortable. You're really getting on my nerves, but I'm going to lift the shutters and love you anyway. Love you anyway. That's what it's all about. Be an all-people person. Love the rich, respect the rich, especially if they give you a lot of money, even if they move to another country. Respect them, but bring them to Christ. Love the poor, love the lonely, love the suffering, love the fragile. God today wants to give everyone here and everyone listening eyes to see people like he does, and he loves everybody. Can we stand and we're just going to pray? And So if you don't know this love of God in your heart, just, just say, God, I've done life my way and, and, and God, I, I'm fed up without, I've been hurt. I am a shattered down person or shutters have gone down on me. You will never put your shutters down on me. That's what I've learned. So God, will you, will you come into my heart? I thank you that you died on the cross for me, to forgive me. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, he will never put the shutters down. We just simply have to open the door of our heart and he will come in. He rose from the dead for you. Believe that in your heart, confess it with your mouth and you'll be saved today. But I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. We want new adventures, God. We don't want any more ice in our hearts. We don't want any more coldness in our hearts, no partiality, that we love this one and not that one. Do you know there's back loads of, of fun to be had with people you really feel it's, it's hard to get to know them because I'm not like that. But I have had to learn over the years to come alongside people that are very different from me. And it, it brings a richness, a wholeness. And that's what God wants to bring today, that we would enjoy the characters the different kind of fun that different classes have. It's great. Ditch the rest. Don't worry about that. So Holy Spirit, I pray, come. Would you melt our hearts today with that wind? You promised a wind that would melt any ice, melt any barriers, melt any shutters that have come down. Lord, and help us not to just know it, not to just pray about it, but like James said, 
do it, get out there. There are so many people in this time of COVID in need, in want, they're lonely, they're, they're outcast, oppressed, Lord, kept down by different people. Lord, we wanna be people that release them into the freedom and the love that you died for. Thank you, Jesus. Let your spirit come as we worship you, God. Let it come, touch every heart. Touch every heart. This is where your adventure begins. You've been looking in the wrong place, someone said. You've been looking somewhere else. Now you come to me, Jesus said. You come to me. Receive my freedom. And love that person that you didn't love before. You can have an adventure today right on your doorstep. Don't have to go to another country. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. 